Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association, along with Terry Reed, an engineer, Dr. Carl Williams, MD, and our producer, Ed Salzwell, all directors at SAPSA. We are here to reassure you, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today we have a special guest in Dr. Doyle Holberg. He graduated from Northeastern Oklahoma State University at Tahlequah. Oklahoma with a double major in biology and secondary education. A year after graduating, he began seminary training at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He subsequently served as a pastor of Lutheran congregations in central and southern Illinois. He received an MS in zoology in 1995 from Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. In 2000, he graduated with a PhD in physiology from SIU School of Medicine. During this time, he serves as pastor of Christ Lutheran Church in Fairfield, Illinois. Upon graduation, he taught biology at uh, Concordia College in Selma, Alabama. Bethany Lutheran College hired Dr. Holbert in 2007. He is an author or co-author of several articles in scientific journals and has presented papers and posters at several regional and national meetings. It was during his years in Little Rock, Arkansas, that he met his wife, Mary, who is a registered nurse. They have three children. Currently the professor of biology at Bethany Lutheran College in Mankato, Minnesota. Welcome, Dr. Holberg. Thank you very much, Scott. I'm glad to be here. The title of your talk on February 3 will be Evolution or Creation, The Evidence and Consequences. That title fascinates me a little bit. Evidence and Consequences. What are you talking about there? Well, of course, what a person believes about creation gets to the heart, really, of what their worldview will be. So that if we believe that there is a creator, a God who created everything, including us, and that we are responsible to him for our, our life on this earth, our behavior, and, and, uh, and then what we believe about him, well, that determines the kind of worldview that we will have. And not only that, it also sort of will determine our behavior to a large extent and the things that we believe that will be right or the things that we believe that will be wrong. And so all of that impinges on our view of God creation. And is there a God? And are we responsible to Him? One of the things that I get asked a lot as a creation speaker, and I bet you have as well, is how did you ever get into this? This The creation versus evolution topic is one that most people in theology and even in the science field will shy away from. They don't want any part of it. What got you into this? You know, that's exactly right. Most people do seem to shy away from it. For me, it started back actually in college when I was uh, an undergraduate at Northeastern Oklahoma State University. And... I was, at that time, I had come from a Christian family, and I believed that God was ultimately the creator, but I was beginning as a biology student to believe that maybe he did this through a process of evolution, and I was on my way to becoming a theistic evolutionist. And one night at our 
our college there in, in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, there was a debate. And that debate was between two of our professors. Uh, they were both in the zoology department. And uh, one of them was a physiologist. I don't really know what the other one was, but, but uh, they both taught. One of them was a creationist, and the other one was an evolutionist. And I sat there enthralled listening to this debate, and it was dawning on me after about the first 10 minutes, all the rest of the way through the talk, that there really was evidence for creation, or as the biblical narrative describes it, that this creation might even imply that there's a young earth and that there's evidence for that. And I had never thought that there was evidence in favor of, of a young earth and a young creation. And the human beings, in fact, were a fairly young creation. And, and so that debate is what really got me started. And it brought me back, so to speak, to believing that, uh, that the Bible is reliable even there in the first chapter of Genesis. That's, that's exceptional. Carl, you had a question you wanted to ask Dr. Holbert. Well, talking about humans and the human genome, how does that relate to the Bible? In other words, what uh, evidence do we have in the Bible for the human genome and its, and its condition? Well, this is, uh, this is something that is, that is relatively new information that has been coming out really in the last 10 or 15 years. Probably everyone has heard of mitochondrial Eve, or at least everybody who might be listening to this program is, is likely to have heard at some point about mitochondrial Eve. Mitochondrial Eve is not necessarily a real person, but it's a, it is the result of a study that some scientists did on mitochondrial DNA. Now, mitochondrial DNA is unique. It's a, mitochondria is an organelle inside our cells, and it's in all of our cells that provide energy for our cells. They actually convert energy from, uh, from glucose and, and some other products and turn it into a, a form of energy that we can use. But what's unique about them is that they have their own little stretch of DNA inside them that has a few genes on it. And something else that's unique about their genome is that mitochondria are passed down only through the mother passed down through the egg, and so you can trace a person's mitochondrial DNA, and if, when you do that, it will be their maternal, that is their the ancestry to the women of their ancestors. And one of the things that they, uh, that they did, oh, I'm guessing it's 15 or 20 years ago now, was they, was they looked back, and they, uh, uh, I, I say they looked back, what I mean is they studied this mitochondrial DNA and came to the conclusion that it showed that there was a common ancestor or a small group of common ancestors to the entire human race about 200,000 years ago. And uh, well, now in evolutionary terms, that's pretty recent, but in biblical terms, that's, that's a little too far back for what Scripture indicates is the age of the earth and the age of human beings on the earth. And so how did they arrive at that 200,000 years? Well, it turns out that they did a calibration of their results. And when they calibrated their, their results, they calibrated it because their initial results showed that if you take the known mutation rate 
mitochondrial DNA. So they did this study, but they had to calibrate their results because when they did the study uh, and coalesced this back to the last common ancestor, if when they used the known mutation rate, and actually at that time that they did that study, they didn't know the known mutation rate. We didn't know it yet. We didn't have the the sequencing methods that allow us to do large numbers of sequencing. And so they didn't really know what the mutation rate was then. And so they just uh, assumed that chimpanzees and humans uh, were related. And they, so they, they assumed that chimp and human last common ancestor was somewhere between two and six million years. I believe they used two million years ago back in, back in those days. But I'm not sure of that date. But anyway, they used that, that number, to calibrate their results. And so they calibrated it to the chimp genome and the human genome and the differences between them and said, well, if we use that method of calibrating our mutation rate, then it shows that the last common ancestor of all humanity lived about 200,000 years ago. Now, what's so interesting about that is that if we take the, the modern sequencing methods that are actually very recent, just in the last 10 years, they have uh, come into widespread use. And now we, we, we sequence the genomes of several people and the mitochondrial genomes of many people now. Over 300 people have been sequenced. And what is so interesting about this is that if you don't calibrate it, if you just take the known mutation rate, that is the rate at which mutations accumulate in our mitochondrial DNA at the current rate, and then we use that to extrapolate backwards and find that last common ancestor, it turns out to be somewhere between four and 6,500 years. Ooh, how about that? Which is that is an amazing thing, isn't it? And, and uh, some of that work has been done by a, a researcher named Nathaniel G. Anson, who works for Answers in Genesis. And and some of the other creationists have worked with him on that. But, but that's an amazing finding, I think. Does it prove Scripture is true? No, it doesn't. But it is exactly what we would expect if Scripture is true. It's exactly what we would predict. That is fascinating material. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. We are having a discussion with Doc Doyle Holberg who is a professor of biology at Bethany Lutheran College. Terry, you had a thought. Well, if I didn't know better, I'd think that the Bible was true. We want to continue this conversation in next week's program, and we're going to do so. Thank you again. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again
again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.